Recorded live. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for joining Overflowing Life Prayer Community Line. This is Pastor Sherelle Perkins. I'm glad that you joined us this morning. I want to read from my devotions this morning. Just a little excerpt. It says, Do you fear man? Are you concerned about your reputation or approval of others? This is all it takes to bring you in bondage to people. The word for fear, worship, and awe come from the same Hebrew word, yare, Y-A-R-E. This means that what you fear, you also worship. If you fear the loss of money, you will ascribe awe or worship to money. Money will become your focus and you will become the ready slave of it. If you fear man or the loss of man's approval, you are ascribing awe or worship to men. Winning the approval of men will become your focus. You will serve men in order to have their approval. If one's focus is on men or money, then it is not on God. In other words, that which we fear losing becomes the object of worship. Fear of man is the worship of man. Fear of poverty is the worship of poverty. When we fear men or we worship men, this gives men the power over our lives to victimize us. Worship of man brings slavery. I find it amazing as I look at all that's going on in our world. I think one of the strategies of our adversary is to cause us to stand in awe, fear him, to worship him. I think it's important as saints that we are mindful of how we respond to what we hear. There are times that We seem to say the right things, but the truth of the matter is God says there will be things going on in our world that would cause men's hearts to fail. When you are a non-believer, all you have 
is your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your response to what is going on in the earth realm. But when you are a born-again believer who is allowing Holy Spirit to lead and guide and teach you, kingdom-minded men and women of God. Your response should not be that of the world. We should not stand in awe of what the enemy is doing. We should not be amazed at what is transpiring in our world. We should be sober soldiers with a focus on what our Father is saying and doing. He says in his words, in his word, the gates of hell, the decision-making ability of the enemy the gates will not prevail against us, his church, his people. He has made us good and precious promises. So no matter what is transpiring, we're not to make gods of our situation and our circumstance. You know, it's a thin line, and we don't always perceive that our response is fear-based and not faith-based. We can anticipate changes in our world, changes in our life, retirement children growing up. Various things that are going on in our lives. But we are not to be fearful. But we are to have faith. We are to trust in the Lord with all our hearts, lean not to our own understanding, but in all his ways. Acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. So this morning, I encourage each and every person online, are there things that causes you to fear? You see all over the news you have this, um, all of this discussion, the dialogue, the franticness. This is Satan's objective. He draws us in because he wants worship that's due God. And he creates situations that draw our attention away from God. But as a saint, we are to seek first God's kingdom no matter what's going on. We should never lose focus 
of the one to which worship is due. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors. He has given us power and authority. He said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. I was um, passing out a message to a friend in response to something that she said. And we're all familiar with the concept of first principles. So in Scripture, the first thing we see with God, he steps out of heaven. The Holy Spirit hovers. Jesus speaks. When the word goes forth, the Spirit of God goes forth and begins to change a dark world without form and void, chaotic, without the presence of God. So when we speak as ambassadors of the kingdom of God, when the word goes forth, the spirit of God begins to move in our behalf. Angels are released. Atmospheres are changed. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Our worship, that which we stand in awe of, draws the presence of God to us. Father says, he inhabits our praises. He steps out of heaven to dwell in the midst of us. When the I am shows up, who can stand before him? For he is great and he is terrible. To his children, he is a great father, Abba, father, provider, God. But to everything that opposes us, he is terrible. Abba, Father, we thank you and we praise you this morning for being God in the midst of us, Lord. We choose this morning not to give our worship to another. For we realize the truth of who we are and who you are, whose we are, God. You are an awesome God, worthy of praise and adoration, worthy to be loved, to be sought after. You are the I am that I am, and beside you, there is no other God. You are God of heaven and you're God of earth. 
And, Lord, as we look at the situations that are going on in our worlds, we will not be afraid. We will not be awed by them. For, Father God, we have the truth of who, of what is going on and who mankind is apart from Jesus. But we thank you, Father, that you have made us the solution. For Scripture says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in the mountain of holiness. Beautiful for situations, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. On the side of the north, the city of the great king. We are, Father, beautiful for situations. We are the joy of the earth. We are your answer to a broken world. So this morning we arise and shine, for the light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. No matter what's going on in our body, our home, our city, our state, our community, on our job, no matter what is going on, God, you have given us the answer. We are the light. We recognize, God, that we are beautiful for situations. Why? Because you are great, God. You are great in us. We decrease so that you might increase, so that the glory of the Lord will be risen upon us. So men might know that there is hope. That men might know that there is a true and living God worthy of worship. That they may come and stand instead of bowing before the prince of the power of the air, the evil genius who seeks to be God in their life. Many shed tears in his presence, not realizing That this is what he wants. So, Father God, we ask you to show us how. In face of all that we're going through, individually, collectively, universally, we thank you for your joy, 
unspeakable, filled with glory, filled with majesty. We thank you for peace that passes all understanding. We bow our hearts before you, God, recognizing you are Lord and you are our Lord. Forgive us, Father, for every time that we feared anything but you, any time that we stood in awe over a situation and circumstance. I hear a phrase that we use all the time, I can't believe this. Look at all of this. And sometimes we spend so much time and energy discussing what has transpired. Energy that could be well spent in worshiping our Heavenly Father. Father, help us to recognize the times when our hearts are failing before us and we are bowed before the adversary. Teach us, Holy Spirit, the way of the cross. Teach us, Holy Spirit, how to walk out our covenant blessings. Father God, I thank you that every need on this line is met. Body, soul, and spirit, I thank you, Father. for return on every investment, positive. I thank you, Father God. You know the needs that are represented. We choose to come before you, bow before you. You are our Father. We will not bow before the spirit of fear. Fear is not our portion. Fear of rejection. Fear of failure. Fear of success. It is not our portion. Thank you, Father, for how you're moving in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Is there any prayer requests online this morning? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Overflowing Life has started a series of teachings 
I started it Sunday, and I believe that we're going to keep on teaching it on Bible study tonight. So if you're not doing anything at 6 o'clock, come and join us. But we're teaching from the book of Mark. And we started in Mark, the first chapter, looking at the kingdom of God. You know, God is God and I are interesting. Because he gave me this passage of scripture, and I taught on it Sunday. And he said, I want you to see kingdom principles, what the kingdom of God looks like on the earth. And I thought it was really interesting. It's like, okay. And then I found myself in the book of Mark, and I was going, okay, God, why Mark? Then I was reading, you know, I have to backtrack because I just follow Holy Spirit. And I was reading, oh, okay, Mark is a central book in teaching about the kingdom of God. In fact, let me read a scripture. Um We know that in Mark, we are introduced to John the Baptist. He begins by saying, it is written in Isaiah, the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, a voice of one crying in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And I interject, these are the days of Elisha. The Spirit of God is moving on those, his people, to declare, make way for the return of Christ. So the enemy is moving. He's wanting worship. He's he's wanting to cause men's hearts to faint. He's stirring up things in our heart that have laid day, um, um, dormant. He's accelerating. Why? Because these are the days of Elijah. That's why there's so much conversation about the prophetic realm and prophets and apostles and all of this stuff. Because as it was in Isaiah, as it was in the book of Mark, when we meet John the Baptist saying, prepare the way for Christ, the spirit of prophecy is speaking, prepare the way of Christ. I don't know what the timetable is. God doesn't say. It may be another 40 years. It may be another 400. But we read in Mark how Jesus 
was baptized by John, God declares who he is, which is what he does for us as well. When we are baptized, God declares who we are, whether we hear it or not. I believe God responds to us when we give our life to him and allow ourselves to become sons. But this is me speaking um, prophetically. Anyway, when John the Baptist baptized Jesus and Jesus comes up out of the water immediately, the Spirit It says, and once the Spirit, at once the Spirit sent him into the desert. And he was in the desert for 40 days. 40 refers to a season of testing, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels attended him. And what it goes on to say, that after this, the first thing that Jesus said was the time has come, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Then he began to gather up disciples. The first thing that Jesus did was drive out evil spirits. Now, if that is the first thing that Jesus did, why is it the last thing that the body of Christ deals with? Could it be that the evil genius has set up situations that allow him preeminence? even among God's people. As long as the adversary has a stronghold in our life, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. I found what was explained in John, and it begins in verse Okay, is that 25, I think? 23. (laughs) Neither, it's 21. It begins with verse 21. And it talks about what this looks like. Most of the time when this is going on in our congregation, you know, most churches, someone starts crying out and yelling. The first thing the usher does is move him out of the sanctuary. Now, if he moves them out of the sanctuary to go through deliverance, that's one thing. But to put him out because you want him to be quiet, because you don't want him to disturb the service, is a whole different ball game. So we find here an example of what deliverance looks like. Christ, with all his authority, The manifestation of the evil spirit was ugly, violent, and loud. 
you know, we don't like ugly, violent, and loud. Satan knows that. So he sits in our congregation in people receiving worship because we're afraid to confront him. I believe that it's time for the church as she comes out of the wilderness to be empowered by Holy Spirit to handle kingdom business. So instead of standing in awe of what the enemy is doing, it's time to stand in awe of who our God is and what he desires to do through us. Deliverance is fundamental to maintaining a kingdom perspective and to reflect the kingdom of God on the earth. Jesus went to the synagogue. That was the first place he went. I believe that has a lot to do with religious spirits. You see, and I'm going to share this real quick, and then we're going to move on. If I build an institution that does not allow Holy Spirit to move. When I've put my rules and regulations in place that circumvent the moving of God's Spirit, then I have created an atmosphere of false worship. Where you have false worship, you're going to have the presence of the enemy. What often begins to happen, even in our individual lives, the Spirit of the Lord begins to move. He begins to change things. Then we come up with our rules and regulations so that we can control our situation, even with God. Man has such a desire to be in control. To be led by Holy Spirit requires the freedom and liberty to hear his voice and do what he says. So, Father God, in all our lives, in all our ways, are there areas that we're shutting out your voice? 
where we're not allowing Holy Spirit to move in our lives. Father God, I praise you and I thank you this morning for being our God, our Lord, our Rock, our Redeemer, our Kinsman, our Friend. I thank you, Father, that in this world, you said we would have tribulation. But, Father, we put our hope in you, God. We are of good cheer. For you are our Father, our Lord, our God. We thank you for the sovereignty. We thank you for being sovereign. We thank you for your holiness and your righteousness being our portion. So, Father God, because we believe who you are, we believe what you say is ours. So we decree and we declare That Jesus is Lord over our spirit, our soul, mind, will, emotions, and intellect, and our body. We thank you that Jesus has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We thank you, Father, that you are our shepherd. We do not want. Our God supplies all our needs. Father, you supply all our needs according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Because we know who we are and whose we are, We do not fret or have anxiety about anything. We do not have a care. No matter what's going on in this world, God, we cast all our cares on you. We are the body of Christ. We redeem from the curse because Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases in his own body. By his stripes, we are healed. Father God, I thank you that regardless of age and past history, I decree that we are healed from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. Even the follicles on our hair head be restored. Bring everything into balance, Father. We pray for hormonal balances, God. We bind the spirit of infirmity. We come against every spirit that would 
um, weaken our bodies. I thank you, Father, to drive out all pain this morning. Father, we come out of agreement with diabetes. We come out of agreement with high blood pressure. We come out of agreement with fibromyalgia. We come out of agreement, Father, with all stress-related illnesses, all the ways in which we have allowed anxiety and stress to house itself in our bodies. We speak, Father God, Purify our blood, Father. This is Father God. Drive out. Drive out whatever is in our blood that would cause like needle like pains. Um, we speak to nerve endings and we say, Behold and healed. But, Father, the things that would be in our bloodstream that would cause pain in our bodies, physical bodies. We ask you, Father, to drive them out in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, to unblock arteries. Father, I come against um, piercing sounds that would um, hinder us, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for healing our bodies. Drive out all cancers in the name of Jesus. Even that which we do not know and do not have a name for. I thank you, Father, to drive it out. Father God, I thank you for deliverance from spirits that have latched on to us because we've accepted it because we're over 25 or 20 or 15. So we say, well, my body is just getting older. Father, you said in your word, your word, that you fill our mouth with good things and our youth is restored like that of an eagle. Father, you said healing is the children's bread, but then you don't say it stopped working after you turn 25. Healing is our bread, regardless of our age. Restore our joy and our youth, Father. Father, cause us to be a sign and a wonder. Restore cartilage. And Father, forgive me if I say these wrong. Hear my heart. I'm not into medicine, God. But, Father, I praise you and I thank you. Heal memories, God. 
the places in our brain that hold thoughts and memories and contain data, Father. I thank you, Father God, that you are the healer and we come in agreement with divine health. Father, heal what is broken in our bodies, but heal what is broken in our self-esteem. Father, there are times in our life we've done things because of ignorance. But there's also times in our lives that we've simply been rebellious. Or deceived. So, Father God, I ask that you would speak to us individually. regarding our health. In the name of Jesus, we have the mind of Christ. We hold the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of your heart, God. And Father God, there's damage that's been done to us because of alcohol and drug addiction. I just heard that damage that's been done to brain cells, organs, tissues. Some of the drugs are even prescription drugs, Father, that we've taken for one thing, but it's caused trouble elsewhere. We ask for miraculous healings today, God. Healings of wounds, wounds, so that babies can be carried for full term. We thank you, Father God, to heal our wounds. Not that we want to be like Sarah, but there are are people in our lives that are struggling with having children, God. Many of them are under a curse and don't realize Sometimes we've made inner vows regarding our femaleness because of the way of this world. And it's shut up our womb. And we cannot conceive. We come out of agreement with all inner vows. Father God, I ask, Lord, to heal, deliver, and set free those women that are in our sphere of influence that the enemy has shut up. Their ability to bring forth children into this world. Father, we are believers and not doubters. 
Father God, there are young women that because of the spirit of this age and feminism that despise being female. Father God, we bind self-hatred and all of the destruction of personality, gender confusion that is released because we hate ourselves as women. Father, you didn't make a mistake. In fact, you made Adam and then said man cannot live. It is not good for man to be alone. Then you pulled out of him all that is female. And you gave her a womb. So that she can bring forth life. Not because she is lesser, but you gave her a preciousness that required a covering. How precious it is to be able to carry life. And all of the physical processes needed to be a woman. God, heal our children and our children's children. And Father, heal our own perspective of what it means to be a woman. Holy Spirit comes alongside of us to be our helper and our comforter. You have created us, female, to be a help and a comfort. Just as wisdom cries out in the market. a wisdom that even the world recognizes. They call it mother wit, just those things. Why? Because you created us precious. More precious than the finest china. But because of abuse and misuse, we have despised ourselves, and we've passed that on to the next generation of women. 
Forgive us, Father. For everything that you have created is good. And Father, because we have despised ourselves, our men, treat us not as one who's been sent to help. love, to to cover, to treasure. Father God, I ask that you would heal marriages. Father God, so many of our men still perceive us as that woman you gave me. Not taking responsibility.
show them how to help without being dominating, controlling, manipulative. Father, so often we choose mates. that we feel like it's safe for us because we don't really want to relinquish control. So we create environments that we control. So that we can determine our expected end. Father God, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says that you have all you have an expected end, God. And more often, Father, our expectation falls short of the plan that you have for us. You are master, you are sovereign, you are Lord. When we plan our plans that we can control, we don't leave room for your greatness, your goodness, your grace, your bountiful blessings, a cup that overflows. And our lives are often permeated with fears and dreads. Father God, we were not created to control other people. You gave us self-control. And even that is best submitted to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, walk us out. Help us walk this out. So, Father, when we, I guess I'm kind of teaching, when we try to be in control, you can't be. So we have put control becomes our God. So, Father God, I pray for those on the line. I pray for those in my sphere of influence and their sphere of influence, especially family, God. Um, Control is often a product of fear in response to abuse. So we try to control our situations. Father, I ask for deliverance today, God, in our relationships. Some of us don't know how to love unless we're in control. Some of us don't know how to love unless we're being controlled. We don't know how to have freedom and friendship and relationship. 
because of past abuse and misuse. Father, heal us. Show us how to love. What does love really look like, God? Show us how to walk in love, in fellowship with one another, whether it's friendship or marriage or being a brother, sister in Christ. What does that look like, God? Heal us in the place of our emotions that we have to be controlling and manipulative. Father God, break soul ties. where we have tethered ourselves to people break soul ties where we are the controller break soul ties where we are being controlled Father God, break cycles where the people that come into our life are either those that we can't control or those that control us. Father, some of us have cycles that all of our lives we can't figure out why. And all of these people in the world that we keep attracting the same garbage. Father, deliver us from the gods that we worship, that we bow our hearts before, that we invite into our lives because of our fears. because of our rejections. Break cycles, Father. Cycles, Father. Father, those things that may even be in our emotions that we think are us. Our personality, but the truth of the matter is they are areas of deliverance. Deliver us from the hand of the enemy. Bring your truth into our life. In Jesus' name. Before I close today, I want to ask one more time if there are any prayer requests. We pray for Sister uh, Carla and her um She's on assignment, growing in the Lord, uh, traveling to uh, Caritas in Chicago. Pray for her to be refreshed, to be healed, and to um, have a
an awesome encounter with Jesus Christ in the midst of um, training. We pray for kingdom perspective. I hear that. Um, I believe it's next week. They're going to have some prayer meetings. Um, I will be sure to get that information so I can announce it tomorrow. Prayer is good. It's good for brethren to come together and pray for the will of the Lord to be done in our city. I'm not sure that the prayer agenda, so let me not um, add something. Maybe um, Pastor Tammy can get on tomorrow and let us know some more details. Um, If she's available now, she can just hop on and let us know what's going on. But we want to pray that the will of God be done in this situation and that the call of God to assemble together God's purposes would be accomplished in this gathering. I think it's going to be for three days. So when I get more information, um, I will be sure to announce it to everybody on the line. So I pray for each and every one of you today. I, I pray that God is strengthening you, that even as the things that are going on in our world begin to happen, that we would have a godly response to it, that we would not allow the enemy access to our emotions and to our response, that we would allow Holy Spirit to show us how to respond and how to pray and not to set up uh, false worship and lining up with what the enemy is doing all over the earth. It should not be our portion. So I pray for strength for you today. For those of you that you may have stumbled across this recording on TalkShoe.com, but you can join us 6.30 to 7.30, Tuesday through Friday at 724-444-7444. Call ID 138-768. And until tomorrow morning, Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.